Hey everybody, Doug here. Uh, just a quick note before we get into the episode. Um, towards the very end of the episode, the call basically got dropped. And it was because we had like a little emergency on my end. So the episode ends very abruptly uh, during our review of Doomsday Paradise. Uh, but yeah, you know, just uh, keep in mind, uh, the game is super great. Uh, Leo and I both really loved it. And if you want more in-depth thoughts on the game, if you go over to our WordPress page, uh, you can find the full review there. And uh, yeah, anyway, thanks for listening. Enjoy the episode. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. How you been doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm off work, so that's always a plus. Oh, that is always a plus. So what you been up to, buddy? Uh, you know, getting the last few things ready for Christmas, running here and there, the usual. What's your Christmas plans? Uh, chilling with friends at 22nd, didn't work. Wait, say that again? Uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna have like a get together with some friends, like, uh, share some, share some gifts at the 22nd and then just the other days just work. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair enough. Uh. I've actually had most of my Christmases already. Uh, I think the only, the only Christmas plan that I have left is I uh, we're going to my parents' house on the twenty third. But then other than that, like it's just you know on the you know Christmas Day we have the kids this year, so it'll be yeah. Christmas at our house. Hey, that's fun. Yeah, uh, and so I've been we, we we talked about this like right before. Uh, we got on. Well, I got on the podcast. Yeah, this is my this is my first full year with the Steam Deck. So it was my first full year, you know, back into PC gaming in a while. Mm-hmm. And I've been I've been really excited to see, like, you know how how much my PC gaming would have gone up, you know, just just in this past year. So uh, we both have our Steam reviews uh, for the year of 2023, the year of our Lord. Uh, so I'm, I'm, we're, we're going to go through it real quick. Uh, so starting off, how many games did you play this year? Uh, 62 with 36 being new games. So more than half. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you're going to be in this one. Oh, sessions. Uh, what the fuck was sessions? Now, see, I don't know about you, but I, I, this is like the one part where I'm like, Steam is way off. There's no way that this number is even close to being accurate. How many do you get? It says fourteen. Oh yeah, I think I think it's just telling how like how they, because <clears throat> like uh, I see you like um, I see you play the Steam Deck, and like I know you've been couple games with it, and you like I never see you like like games we both play. I never see you like have like any achievements. So I'm guessing like. There's like some connection issue right there. So achievements. Now this is the area I know you're gonna absolutely whip my ass in. What are you looking at? First, tell me yours. I have five hundred ninety-six. Oh, seven hundred sixty-four. Oh, okay. Oh. See, I would, I would have thought How many that you would have achievements. Oh, see, I don't. Ha- I just have the printout of like the the image that the that's too much you uh, oh, share to social media. Okay. But I just okay. printed it out, and I've got it on my dashboard, so I can like look at it while I drive. All right. Okay. Uh, well, for um, okay, I, f- I found the sessions. It's nine hundred twenty-nine. 
yeah, see, that sounds more, you know, that sounds more accurate. Uh, so for games played, I have 143. And out of those, out of the, that 143, I have 98 of those that were new. Damn. And like, I went through because like further on down the line, there is the, you know, the, every game that you played this year. And then uh, it shows like the, the monthly, uh, like the monthly breakdown of when you play each game. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of cool to see because like, I could tell when like certain games would like, I could tell when the RE4 DLC launched because <laughs> that's when I went back to that game. Like it was just like months of not playing it. And then all of a sudden RE4 remake was back on the list. Yeah, uh, it is kind of fun because uh, it looks. It lo- I can see like my top play games, and the first one is Resident Evil Four. And then can you see when March came out? Just played a shit ton. Then a little bit in April, like almost nothing in May. A, a little jump in June. Nothing in July, August. Then September is back, and then just November. What was your uh, What was your top five? Um, let's see. <clears throat> My top five games were RE4, uh, Neo, The World Ends With You, Neo, uh, Digimon Cyber Sleuth, and Armored Core 6. Yeah, I knew Armored Core 6 was going to be in there. I just knew it. Uh, <laughs> my top five, uh, uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, uh, Hogwarts yeah. Legacy, Bay Farm, which I wouldn't have I wouldn't have guessed that one. I, like, I, I put some hours into that game, but I didn't think... I didn't think I'd put that many hours into that game. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, which I 100% expected that. Yeah. And then a game I did not expect, it, it was 10% of my overall playtime this year, was Final Fantasy 14. Damn. Uh, and, like, I was thinking about it because, you know, there was no, like there were, like, content drops here and there, but there were, like, little quest lines that were... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of like a good like parallel, but uh, it, it's basically like imagine like if you were into a book series and like every couple months they like put out a new chapter of the book, and that's what kind of like what Final Fantasy 14 does. Uh, right. But then I remembered when me and Emily were reading the Akatar series together earlier this year, I would have the I would have the audio book going in my ears. And then I would be like going out and fishing and mining and like stuff like that, and that's where all that game time came from. Yeah, it happens. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I actually uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. I think the new expansion comes out next year. I'm not sure on that one, but I think it comes out next year. That's when it's gonna uh, be a couple, a couple more hours. Oh yeah, I think each Final Fantasy expansion. Uh, depending on what you get out of it. I think it, it can go like anywhere from 40 to 100 plus hours each expansion. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And uh, shoot, next year is going to be so big. Like next year is going to be the uh, another good year for RPGs because we've got Persona 3 Remake that comes out and on February 1st. Uh, I'm pretty sure Dawn Trail is the next Final Fantasy 14 expansion. That comes out next year, I'm pretty sure. And then the next WoW expansion also comes out next year. Well, if we're talking about the best game, uh, dude, we're gonna have to get the Elden Ring DLC next year. Oh yeah, and that's actually uh, <clears throat> it's on my list of things to play. 
for you know this coming up like i i, I want to go like I, i'm probably honestly to be 100 honest with you i'm probably gonna restart elden ring because i feel like if i hopped back in now i would not know what i was doing uh that's understandable i know where i'm at the i i just got at the top uh after the academy like well a little like you go through like it's like a city area and then you go up this big elevator and you're in the mountains that's where i stopped Oh, okay. No, I'm just from Melania. Huh. Isn't that the final boss? I mean, it's one of like the secret the secret bosses. Oh, it's one of the secret bosses? Yeah, because it's technically, it's technically it's completely optional. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. But yeah, are, are, there, are there like any other like big games that you're looking forward to next year besides the, the Elden Ring DLC hopefully coming out? <laughs> Alone in the Dark. See, okay, I'm really worried about that game now. <laughs> that, that's exactly why I wanted to come out. I'm, I want to see what happens. I need to know. See, I, uh, I'm excited for. So, I, I think I've talked to you. Like, I don't know if I've talked to you about this on the podcast before, but I've definitely talked to you about, uh, like on Discord about how I've been playing Yakuza Zero. Yeah. Oh, I got yeah, so, that's a like, new one, right? Well, yeah, it comes out in January, the new one. Uh, but here's the thing. The game mechanics of Yakuza 0 through 6, I cannot get behind. Like, it just makes me mad the more I play them. Like, uh, the story is so good. The story is uh, incredible. But, like, the gameplay mechanics that, like, I can't just put hit pause and save uh, really... And it's not that the, just that I can't just hit pause and save. It's that uh, whenever I put my console into okay on the Steam Deck, the sleep Good. mode functions just fine. Yeah. Uh, Give me one second. I need to go check on something. Okay. What are you guys doing? You've been you you've been doing some cool Christmas things. After talking about Yakuza a little bit more, we're gonna do we're gonna do some reviews. That's what we're gonna do. Uh. But yeah, you know, I'm drinking this, uh, it's uh, a C4 drink, C4 Energy. It's the Starburst Cherry Flavor. It's really good. If you've never had, if you, like, if you're an energy drink person, uh, C4 Starburst stra- uh, Strawberry and uh, also the Cherry Flavor, they're both really, really good. Uh, also, if you're uh, a Rain fan, I'm pretty sure I've talked about the White Gummy Bear Rain. Those are really good, too. Uh, hmm. There's this idiot in the truck that's trying to cut me off here. That's not that's not very nice of them. I want I wonder. Uh we, we should start a guild. You know what? We should start a guild. Like a the night ride home podcast, the guild. We did it for here we are, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure. Uh we also did uh, a guild in World of Warcraft called the Pooter Cooters. That sounds like a fun guild. It was. Okay, so uh, just a quick little side story about that. Uh, a long time ago, I had a decal on my laptop that said World of Warcraft Pooter Cooters on the back of it. And <laughs> uh, we had used that laptop for recording Here We Are. And yeah. we had done, we had did an episode where we were interviewing the worship pastor at our church and I forgot that it said that on the back. So like before, like I had to haul ass 
to get to the dollar store across the street so I could buy a piece of blue tuck duct tape to put over the decal. Oh, uh, just those but, moments that make the to make the blood flow, <clears throat> that make you be creative. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so what I've been doing is like, uh, oh, so the Steam Deck, uh, the sleep mode works fine, but yeah. on the ROG Ally, for some reason, like whenever you get out of sleep mode, it's the only game that does this, by the way, uh, <laughs> which is That's even more game. frustrating. Uh, it, it'll wake up and the game's in windowed mode and it just infuriates me to no end. Uh <laughs> And also, there are moments in the game where you can see a place to, like, you, you save in phone booths. Like, you go up to a phone booth and you can save there. And you oh, can yeah. see it. But for whatever reason, the game's like, you know what? You can't save right now. And it won't let you go over to the phone booths. And there's actually a mod that enables you to save anywhere, which tells me that, that the, the, the functionality is there. They just don't want you to have it. And uh, so I've... I found a, a comprehensive video that goes over the storyline of every Yakuza game in the franchise. And I've been watching uh, a Yakuza game every day. And I am, I just, I finished the, the video for three earlier. So I just have four, five, and six, and then I'll be caught up. And then I'm nice. going to play Yakuza. I'm going to do seven. And then Yakuza Gaiden, which is the uh, game that tells Kiryu's story after the events of Yakuza 6 and leading into Yakuza 8. Uh, all that aside, uh, I, 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 pro, I promised the, 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 the people, all five of them that listen to this podcast, that we would do some reviews whenever you got back. Uh, so I actually want to start with the game uh, that you've been reviewing. Uh, I don't remember the complete title, but it's Ebenezer and what was the rest of it? And uh, Invisible World. Well, I'm going to turn it over to you and uh, lay some knowledge, some, some review knowledge down on us. All right. Well, I mean, you started at the Invisible World. It's a, it's a Metroidvania. But I got to, like, the one thing that's, that's probably stopped me from enjoying it more is that I've been a little spoiled with um, current Metroidvanias, like uh, Hollow Knight and... Um, and blasphemous, and this is old school in the sense that when you die, you lose all your progress. You don't like, um, like in um, in blasphemous and Hollow Knight. If you die, uh, like my progress, like key items you grab, they stick with you. Yeah, uh, in Eastern, the Invisible World, it's an old school one. So when you die, like just. You had you just have to respawn from your last save, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> at first I was like, "What? Why am I not enjoying this game?" I'm a very big fan of Metroidvanias, and then I was, and then it clicked for me. Yeah, this is very old school. This this is like um, Symphony of the Night, um, Area of Sorrow kind of style. You just have to get good. Yeah. That that and, that was absolutely the vibes I got. Like whenever I was looking at the screenshots for I sent you the code, I was like, "This is old school Castlevania as hell right now." Yeah. <clears throat> and honestly, like I, the more I think about it, like my main issues are like quality of life stuff. Like, um, I really wish like 
you can get powers by like befriending ghosts. And mm-hmm. like one of the things I noticed was I kind of wish like the game would tell you like like they had like little missions for the ghosts to like power them up. They're not too complex, but they're like, oh yeah, um, kill five enemies using this ghost. That's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. I don't mind that. But uh, I wish they were like it gave you like, oh, you finished the quest. Here's like a little, here's like a little pop up at the side of the screen that says, oh, you kill. Uh, this ghost mission is complete, and you and so you could be like, oh, okay, I can find, I can move on to try the next one, and so forth, so on. Um, let's see. Oh, I'm my main thing just for like controller wise. So, um, if it's possible, just put in uh, map pre- map pre- uh, mapping for the controller. Because personally, I find it a little awkward for um, I'm using an Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. That um, my main attack is B, and okay. to dodge I have to press X, and the movement from at- from attacking to dodging it feels a little awkward since you have to jump over the other key- the other keys. It's not, it doesn't feel smooth since like um, um, most games I actually like remember like usually the dodge button is usually one of the one of the triggers or the bumpers. Yeah, that's a bumper is what I usually do. Yeah, so it feels a little bit more natural. So you. Like you're in the middle of attacking, it just it, you don't have to jump. You don't have to like, like you know, you stop attacking and you can just stop the thing, the finger, and just dodge with dodge with another one. It feels a little bit more natural if you can put somehow ma- remapping. I think like the game would feel a lot better. Yeah, and the the thing about you know controller remapping is uh, you know so, sometimes it's not thought of. Uh, but the, the, I can't I can't talk about like what specific game it is. But I'm uh, I've got a game that I'm reviewing right now that's under embargo until like the middle of January, and yeah. s- some of the controls are really baffling to me. Like select changes the resolution. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. So I hit select because I was trying, you know, just kind of getting a feel for what everything does, and change yeah. the game into window mode. And there is no, not only was, is there no uh, controller uh, remapping that I can see, but there's also no uh, fiddling with the graphic settings. Ooh. Which, I mean, you know, on one, you know, end of the, uh, I'm I'm blanking, one side of the coin, that's what I was going for. Uh, This is a a game that is not graphic intensive at all. So if you're playing a game on a PC, you should not like. You shouldn't have any trouble running this game, uh, but at the same time, give me the option, bro. Yeah, and and I also had to just to get into the game. I had to map the C the C key onto one of my back paddles so I could get through the menu, and that's the only way I could get it to work. Oh, that sounds awkward as hell. Like, and keeping in mind, it's the only time that I have to do that. But like, uh, like it was j- j- just a weird thing. And then uh, on the last episode, uh, not the one that just came, which by the way, uh, when, when I was going to invite you to the call, I noticed mm-hmm. that I completely forgot to upload this week's episode. So, well, I mean, if you're listening to this, it'd be last week's episode. But I was yeah. like, oh, I should, I should upload, I should upload that right now. So that, I, I uploaded that episode right before I called you. Uh. But I did a review for a game called Wizardom, 
And right. that was an that was another thing. It's like a imagine the original Doom from the nineties, but instead of you know guns and killing demons, uh, you have like spells and like uh, medieval weapons, and you're fighting goblins and like going through castles and stuff. Nice. Uh, but I, I I had a little bit of a uh, a tangent in that review where I. I hearkened back to what made uh, – I'm, I'm sure I've talked to you about season, Sea of Stars before, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so what makes that game so special is it is a throwback to classic RPGs from, like, the the SNES, the GBA, like, that, that era of, like, 2D slash 3D RPGs. And what makes it good is it, it gives you all the good things about those games – and all the bad things about those games, they take that out. You don't have to do random encounters if you don't want to. You can avoid them. Uh, there's no grinding because the game scales to your level. Uh, if you want to, there's like a an artifact system that's basically a difficulty slider. So if you're having trouble with a boss fight, you can make it easier. And then as soon as you're past that fight, you can take those things away and make the game back to the regular difficulty. Uh, I, I, and again... Uh, we've had the conversations about difficulty before where, you know, make the game you want, but uh, just just those options make it for a better experience for more people to enjoy your game. Oh, yeah. It's accessibility, like, in general, I feel needs, like, a little bit more reward. Just a little bit more um, exposure in games. Because it does, it can make the difference between, like, enjoying a game and just having a terrible time. You hear that from soft? Do you hear that? From soft, keep on doing you. You're a beautiful, beautiful beast. Well, hey, remember, um, Armored Core has a pause button. It does have a pause button. And you know what? I love them for that. I actually, I found a program. I, I can't remember what it is, but uh, no matter what game you're playing, it adds a pause button to it. Wait, really? That sounds hilarious. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it might be a Linux-based program. Uh, I'll have to look deeper into it again. But I found it for like a brief second. It's like, this is awesome. This is your life now. Uh, so, uh, do you have any more thoughts on Ebenezer? Well, I was going to say, the idea, the story, uh, the presentation is really cool. Um, I will... Um, I will have to like name like, a, a really annoying bug that happened to me when I started playing it, though. Okay. Uh, I think I told you, but basically, I started the game. It was going through the um, through like little tutorial, I guess you could say. So you get to like fight an enemy, and then like uh, another enemy like runs away, and you're and you're supposed to like follow. Okay. I follow the enemy, and the game basically just reset itself. Oh, that is annoying. Oh, you sweet. So I was like, okay, maybe like, maybe the game just kind of fucked up. It's probably save my progress. Restarted. I mean, went to the save file, started again. Uh, got to where the enemy was that I had, that I, the first enemy I killed was. The cousin tried to play, but since the enemy wasn't there, the game just got stuck. So how did you end up getting past it? Uh, hard reset and start a new file. Oh, that that would have really annoyed me. Yeah. Like I said, like uh, I don't. 
I don't know if like, this is just something that happened commonly, if it's just something like they patched already, because, um, like always, like I'm not gonna go ahead, go and be like, oh yeah, like this is just such a, this is such a stupid thing, like they should have patched already. Shit happens. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of games that like just like the shit, like the whole, like maybe an update basically fucked one thing up that was working fine, fine or so forth, so on. <laughs> But uh, I, yeah, other than other than that one bug, I had like no issues. But I oh, feel that's... like I have to comment on that one because that was just... yeah. <clears throat> and okay, so speaking of bugs, well, I, actually, uh, I'm I want to let you finish the uh, your review before I, I mentioned this bug that I encountered. <laughs> I'll go. Okay. Um. Well, honestly, um, I'm a little lost in the game. I'm still trying to finish it. But up to this point, um. Like I ha- I've been trying, like I've been slowly getting past like what I told you, like basically just being spoiled by the current um, Metroidvanias, mm-hmm. and that's helped me a little bit because the thing is the respawn is so mm-hmm. quick after you die. I feel like I'm playing like um, something like Hollow Knight or Blasphemous, where like you die, you instantly respawn, not like uh, the older game, like older Castlevania games. Because um, Symphony of the Nine stuff, where when you die, like you have to go through a whole screen and then you re- and then you like you respawn. Yeah. So I feel that I think it's for me. It's more like um, have to get used to that kind of gameplay again. But it's not a bad game whatsoever. It's it definitely has its charm. Like I said, the the ghost. Um, what I found a little weird. I don't see like why it just can't be like a pause on menu since it's that kind of old school. It's just like eating food to regain health. But I don't see an issue. I don't see it like as an issue or a problem. It's just kind of a little, a little weird considering the kind of game it is. I mean, considering just it's that's going so such a classic uh, feel. But other than that, good game. Like definitely, definitely, definitely like a game you have to play. But you have to like remember that it's old school. All right. Well, uh, before we get into the uh, last review of the episode, I've got to talk about uh, this absolutely outrageous glitch that we found because we decided we uh, the the main thing about the ROG Ally and the Steam Deck is we've always wanted to be able to play PC games together, but we've just never been able to. Mm-hmm. And the one game that we really wanted to play with each other was Red Dead Online. So, oh god, we we start the game. Everything's fine at first. We get into the first, the first uh, mission where you like you have to match make. And yeah. I guess just because at this point everybody that's playing Red Dead is like way deep into the game, we got match make together. Like we got put into matchmaking and got put into the same game. Uh, so it was us and two other players and the 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 basis of the mission was go steal these horses so we steal the horses we get back to where we were going to deliver them to emily gets her horse in the stable and then the rest of us and the party is like all right the rest of y'all failed uh so we're like oh that's stupid because we failed but emily passed the mission uh well yeah so she got the horse to the stable you failed you fucked up i was literally okay when i say that 
I was outside the stable. I was about to trot my little happy ass through the door and it said I failed. So all in all, this mission is about 10 minutes. Yeah. So it says, would you like to restart the mission or restart the checkpoints? It's like, I want to restart the checkpoint. It restarted the mission. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We get through the mission. We get to the first main city. Uh, Well, no, Emily didn't have to do it again. She just just went and started doing some stuff. Uh, We, I get through the mission I meet up with her. We go into the front city, like the first city. Her character yeah. spontaneously combusts, uh, <laughs> and not only does she start, she did she catch on fire. Her her body is emitting a flamethrower, so she's walking through the city, <laughs> catching other NPCs on fire. And I start looking into these issues, and everybody's like, "Yeah, that's just PC read that online." Wow, uh, you get, so yeah, you get I a did. whole different experience. Taylor yeah, for you. So, uh, needless to say, we're just playing the campaign side by side. Uh, yeah. So, uh, the other game, oh, excuse me, that we have to review today is a little game called Doomsday Paradise. Uh, oh, man, that's a fun game. Not only is it a fun game, but also, if, uh, is Spotify a thing in Chile? Oh, uh, yeah. I do have Spotify. Uh, the the soundtrack is actually on Spotify and it oh. is great. Oh, I didn't know that actually. I'll look it up afterwards. Yeah, and also uh, I know you're a fan of spooky stuff. Uh, spooky. The soundtrack, yeah, the soundtrack for Slay the Princess is on Spotify and it is massive. So you should definitely check that out. All right, I'll look it up. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Doomsday Paradise is basically a. I would say it's like a, a mix between a dating sim, a turn-based RPG, and a roguelite game. Where yeah, it's definitely a roguelite, but in yeah, the sense yeah, of like any, right. everything changes. No, there's like no dungeons or whatsoever. Like it's all talking. Yeah, uh, you can bet you like can, the combat. You can pick the uh, uh, the difficulty, the amount of days that you want in your run. Uh, you can pick you know from different characters and. Uh, at first I did not think the characters mattered until I tried to romance one of the characters and they're like I'm sorry you're just not creepy enough for me and I was like that is the most backhanded compliment I've ever been given Uh, but does it really matter because I've been able to romance characters like basically romance any character with any character okay so the first time I ran through it at this point it's been like a month or two since I played the game Uh, but I was the the astronaut what's in the space helmet do you remember well, I think it was a fish. Yeah, so I played that character, and uh, Haley is babe. So I went for her first, and when uh, my first run, oh, I did Haley is babe. Yeah, like the first run, I tried to romance her. Like I just didn't, I I wasn't grasping the game mechanics well enough, and I couldn't, like I didn't do enough to romance her. But on yeah. the second run, I did all the prerequisites, and it's she said, "I'm sorry, you're just not creepy enough." Oh man, I've been mostly used. I know I lie. I've been using mostly like the two girl characters, and I've been able to romance like everybody, like no issues. Man, uh, I, I guess that she just wasn't into some hot fish on girl action. Uh, but yeah, so each run you have, uh, like it's it's separated into days, and like each one of those days you can choose what to do, and there's there's like certain things that are like predetermined, uh, and. All of the 
like you, you have to build up like specific points to romance the characters in each run, and those points uh, are, but basically uh, not point. Uh, let me let me let me back up there. Uh, each area, each area, it, like when you, when you pick the character to romance, you have to go to like specific areas to ro- like to get points with them. Uh, and the activities can range from. Uh, you know, just talking to them, or sometimes you'll have to fight things before you talk to them. Uh, basically, at, at, that that's all there is to romance. You just have to get their points up, and then like at the like the right before the final fight of each run, there's like a doomsday party where you can like you ask them to be your date, and then like there's an ending after the after the boss fight. Uh, the combat is. I would I wouldn't say typical turn based RPG because it's like a a, a card based affair where yeah. like throughout the run you get different cards depend and different like allies to help you in battle depending on your actions. Uh, I will say that in a lot of my runs I like just based on the the party I built up and the cards I had I was super OP in some of these runs. Oh uh, yeah, it's hilarious when you get OP. Yeah, I, there was one. Uh, it was one of the last runs that I did where I don't even think the final boss got through my like my armor. Like <laughs> I, I absolutely decimated him. And what's even cooler is if you still have actions to do, as when you kill a boss, you get to do all of your actions and send their health into the negative. And I want to say like I'd gotten like over negative hundred health points on him. <laughs> Nice. The closest I got was uh, negative eighty-seven, if I remember right. And it, it's just so satisfying, especially especially like if you're coming off a run where the final boss did take you out, and you're just like, "Not this time, you bastard!" And you just absolutely wreck him. Oh yeah, you when you wreck their shit, you wreck their shit. Uh. Yeah, and uh, speaking of ending, like there, there's different characters romance, but there is an absolutely absurd amount of endings in this game. I will never oh, yeah. see them all. I will never see them all. But I, I'll, I appreciate. I appreciate to, that they're there. I will try to actually, but yeah. Uh, have you romanced any of the secret characters? Uh, no, but uh, on on that same turn. Did you happen to see the third hidden boss, uh, like the third boss? Uh, no, I've only gotten the horse and the goblin. Yeah, so uh, we we were busy doing other reviews, and we had already revo- re- uh, reviewed Doomsday Paradise. But there was a contest where the first person to like send in a drawing of the third boss would get like win a prize, and <laughs> apparently, a lot of people had not unlocked it. Yeah, apparently, because I never saw it. Uh, but yeah, so it, it this is an absolute like the art style of this game is super cute, super charming. The soundtrack is fantastic. Uh, it it lends itself very well to a, a quick pick up and play game. Like if you're just like waiting for like a few minutes to do something. Uh, this would be a perfect phone game uh, uh, if they wanted to port it to, to, you know, to phones. Also would be a fantastic Switch game. You know, just throwing that out there. I think this game would look fantastic on an OLED Switch. Actually, uh, I think as a phone game, this game would work amazing just because... Oh, yeah. It's such a it's such a quick game. You can skip through a lot of stuff. 
like if you like if you've seen like a couple of scenes like you know like oh yeah i don't need to see like this scene again but like i'm glad i know what this is like i know what is happening i can just skip you know and uh another thing i i, I wish like since getting the rog ally i've been really like playing games uh through game pass because you get achievements that go to your xbox account i would mm-hmm. love for this game to come to uh you know pc game pass because steam i you know, Steam achievements. Steam achievements are great, but Xbox achievements are even better. <laughs> oh man! Uh, am I missing anything? Do you have any uh, thoughts to add in? Uh, I actually just love like uh, the humor of the game. It's so stupid, oh, absolutely so good. Yeah, uh, it, this year especially with with the amount of serious games that have come out. Uh, anytime that I play a game with like a good sense of humor, it, it just really, it really brightens my day. I know, right? Like, and, said, like, especially when it's so, it's having fun. That's the best part. It's having fun. Yeah, like there's, there's one part where, uh, when I was trying to to romance Haley, where yeah. she, she would, the, the 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 instructor was basically trying to get her to train and like take her study seriously, and she, and she, like her the whole storyline of that run was like her like finding ways to escape and you just get go back and watch horror movies. Oh God, that's hilarious! And uh, just while we're on the topic, uh, we're we're kind of running out of time. Uh, if you also uh, like a good funny game, look up Booze Masters of uh, Freezing Moonshine. This oh god! Game, How's that game going? Uh, the I actually uh, j- the the review is on our, our word. <laughs> Hello. Uh, 